Hi, everybody. Welcome to the It Hurts to Mom podcast. I'm Lauren Rose, and today's guest is Jenna Hodge. Jenna is a productivity and health coach who teaches mom how to create lifestyle habits to take care of themselves and their children. So Jenna, let's just start at the top. Let's talk about time. So a lot of us moms feel like we just don't have enough time to do it all, to parent, to clean the house, to work outside the home, to make dinner, and even throw in a little bit of self-care. Is that true? Do we just not have the time? Hmm. Um, yes and no. Um, I feel like as moms, um, just being a mom in general, obviously amps up the challenges we have, makes mm-hmm. things harder, but I don't believe that things are impossible. Um, and there may, it may look impossible, but there's ways to um, reprioritize, rework, reorganize, like move things around, do things differently than you either want or expected to, to make all those things happen. And also you're not going to be able to do everything all at once. Cause yes, that is impossible, whether you have kids or not, but you can do everything, just not all at the same time. So I think realizing right. that will help a lot in the beginning to figure out like, oh, okay, here's where I start, you know? Yeah, and I, I love that. I've heard that before. Yes, you can do everything you want, just not all at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think that's, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are the some of the biggest time wasters that you see moms engaging in? Biggest time wasters, I would say, um, let's back up a step in the fact that if you don't have a plan in place first um, beforehand, then yes, you'll wind up wasting time because you won't already have that structure. But when you have kids around, in general, that's already an added distraction. So it's harder to think clearly to make a plan, first of all, with your kids around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I advise moms to do that either first thing in the morning when your kids aren't around and they're still asleep or when they're away from the kids and they have, they're at school, they're, somebody else is watching them, whatever, or at night after they've gone to bed, before you go to bed, you know, sometime where you have like that time to sit down and focus and think and structure out your day because things are always going to go crazy and different and out of your control sometimes with kids around and just life in general. But if you already have that structure and that, that baseline to work with, if things don't go awry, then that actually works out. And you're much more likely to be productive if you've written it down, if you thought it through ahead of time, if you've already got that structure in place versus just not have anything, but every, but your day's like wide open, then you're mm-hmm. not as productive that way because you haven't really thought out the big picture you haven't put things where they're supposed to go and so then when you have this time you're just sitting here thinking oh what should I do and then you wind up wasting all that time trying to figure out what could I do and time's up you know so I feel like once you have that plan in place or like as a just a basic structure routine whatever it is ideas at least or goals you know Mm -hmm. and try not to go too crazy because like I said you can't do it all at once but, you know, just like start with three things. What are the three things you want to get done tomorrow? You know, and figure out, okay, I would like to get these three things done. Let's try to get them done at these times of the day, you know, to allocate for things to come up and shift. So you still have opportunities throughout today to get those things done. So you don't feel like you're like always running behind, if that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds kind of like the story of my day. So I, I can't work because of my chronic pain issues. And so mm-hmm. my days pretty much are wide open after I drop my daughter off and before I have to go get her unless I've got an appointment, you know, my day is, is free. So mm-hmm. what do I do? I write down a hundred things that I want to do. And mm-hmm. then I just get so overwhelmed. Like, where do I even start? 
And mm-hmm. I spend mo- most of my day like freaking out. Like, I don't know where to start. There's too much to do. I get overwhelmed and I end up doing nothing or practicing mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally get that. Definitely can work on that. <laughs> um, so what are some ways that we can balance motherhood with everything else in our lives? Um. Well, first off, realizing that motherhood is like a part of you, but it isn't all of mm-hmm. you. It isn't, it isn't your identity. Um, you are a human being prior to being a mom and you're still that human being after being a mom. It's just an added responsibility and an added blessing into your life. So yes, it is a all encompassing one for a while while they're really young and need you. Um, but you still can't quote unquote, let yourself go, not just physically, but in the sense of you as a human, you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you start that early on and figure out, you know, what are your passions? What do you like to do? Um, what lights you up? Because you, the day-to-day stuff is always going to be there. And then out on the childhood stuff is always going to be there. Um, and even when your kids grow up, you're still going to have to take care of the house and co- like, you know, life stuff is always going to be there. But if you're not living life, enjoying it you're just existing then mm-hmm. it's add motherhood on top of that just life in general and that's gonna really that puts a lot of moms down into sometimes depression you know just going through the motions and then wondering why they're not happy you know right so speaking of depression um when a mom has depression like I do um even including postpartum depression or is fatigued mm-hmm. like I frequently am or is in pain like I always am how can she motivate herself to be productive? Hmm. Um, well, sometimes motivation doesn't come till after you've already started it. Um, yeah. You know, you can't like wait for motivation to start doing something. Unfortunately, most of the time it doesn't happen that way. It would be nice if it did. Um, yeah. it, it does help and it depends on how far deep you are into it. But it, I feel like it can help to watch the people around you or follow on social media or whatever that are like one step ahead of you maybe not 10 steps so that you feel like that's not attainable and then you get even more depressed but just enough to get you inspired um to say like okay that's kind of a visual representation of what I want to remind you like as you keep seeing that like like a vision board kind of you know like that's what I want and the more you're reminded of your goals then the motivation would be like, okay, yeah, why am I doing this? Oh yeah, I want that. Remind yourself like, what, what am I trying to attain? What am I trying to reach? You know, um, where do I want my life to go? I obviously don't like where I'm at. So instead of just sitting in it and dwelling on that, it's not going to change if you don't do something, you know? So reminding yourself of that, like, okay, nothing's going to get better if I don't decide to do something different because as adults, one, and moms because we're adults no one's going to do it for us you know like yeah we we're expected to do everything for our kids but nobody's going to take care of us because we're expected to do that ourselves do we not enough I don't believe (laughs) we can but a lot of moms don't and I feel like part of it's society telling us that because we're moms we should just accept our reality of being a mom in the sense that nothing's ever gonna be different or be better and one, that's really depressing and negative. And two, that's false. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to believe that and you truly don't do anything, that could, that could be a possibility. But if you don't ever, like, reframe that mindset of, okay, yeah, accept where you're at, the reality. What's your reality? Like, how many kids do you have? 
what's your lifestyle like you know how what's your health like like all these things like what's the facts just facts take emotion out of it what's the facts and then see <clears throat> okay that's where I'm at right now recognize it's a season most things in life are not permanent so okay here's the season I'm in now and what can I control in the season? Like, let's not let the season control me, but what in the season, what can mm -hmm. I find that I can control? And then that take back that responsibility and that power. And I think that will be, that will lead you to the motivation because you will feel empowered and you'll feel more in control. And then once mm -hmm. you start doing those things, then it becomes motivating because you're seeing results and you feel, you know, our feelings dictate a lot of the things we do. <laughs> so right. if we start to feel a certain way emotionally, we'll start continuing those habits it's like a dopamine effect that make us feel mm -hmm. good you know totally so on your social media i love your focus on hashtag mom wins instead of the typical hashtag mom fails what are mm -hmm. some of the small wins that we should be celebrating each day um i mean it can be so little but i mean i feel like anytime you do something that you feel confident in um we, as a mom, especially because I feel like a lot of people in society can make us second guess things we shouldn't be second guessing when we have a mom gut mm -hmm. there for a reason. Um, and like I said, any, any decision we make in our parenting that we are proud of, we feel good about, like appreciate that moment, you know, like give yourself some credit for all the hard work you've done, number one, um, so far just by bringing a human to the world. And, um, any of those moments throughout the day where your child hugs you randomly, um, tells you they love you randomly, you know, like those kind of little moments where they, you just like, huh, like you didn't do anything to provoke that, you know, you didn't ask for it. I mean, those can like speak volumes. Like if you really just take a second to like step back and look at it after that moment happens and really enjoy it yeah, and appreciate it for what um, it is, it can be like, wow, that's affirming to know. Mm -hmm. that you're doing a good job you know because your kid's not going to be able to like give you all that affirmation that you really want that you really want from adults you know but there's their actions speak way louder than the, any adults could say to you if that makes sense you know so mm -hmm. I feel like just recognizing those little moments throughout the day that they give you um can be really encouraging and then just like cling to those and like I said any um because, yeah, there's going to be decisions you make in parenting that you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Or you even second guess yourself or whatever. But then there's going to be some that you like you look back on. And you're like, you know, what? I'm like, I'm glad we did this and or I'm glad I chose to do this. And then just like stick to it, you know, and appreciate like let yourself be proud of you. If that makes sense. No, I think that's awesome. So um, I and most of my guests are with chronic pain. I know you've dealt with arthritis in your spine, degenerative disc disease. I've got both of those also. How have those affected your life and how do you parent when you're in pain? Um, so I thankfully am not in, in a lot of pain from mine. I actually have like Good. weird nerve symptoms in my leg um, mm. where to where when I first found out I had this before I found out, I thought I had MS because it was oh. one-sided and my leg would get significantly weaker as the day went on mm -hmm. and my friend's mom has MS so then I was doing all this research and I'm like it happens in women and it's one-sided mm -hmm. and like all this stuff like I was having all these symptoms I was like I think I have MS like I was freaking out yeah. and then long story short found out not that I have herniated discs and then mm -hmm. um 
got more in-depth details in its uh, herniated and bulging disc, arthritis in my spine and degenerative disc disease. It's like all mild, but it's got, it has progressed a little bit in the past few years. So um, since then, I've also had a third kid. So that probably had something, <laughs> um, which sucks. Um, and like I said, I'm not in a pain often, but I do have like, there are days where my leg is just like kind of done and it's a weird feeling and it's frustrating. Um, and that sense of like the fatigue. Um, thankfully I'm married and have a supportive husband. So as soon as he gets home, I let him know, but he does work. Yeah. So it does suck when he's not at home yet. And I'm having to deal with that, especially since mine are still, my kids are still little and they're boys and they're, they're a little bit big and they want me to hold them, you know? And it's like, I try my best to, um, especially my older ones. And I'm like, come on, y'all don't need me to hold you anymore. But they, they like that like physical touch. And I'm like, okay, why don't I sit down? Yeah. Y'all take my lap. That way, yeah. like all the weight is not putting pressure on my spine. Um, my youngest is 18 months. So I have to hold him a lot, but I try my best to, um, I switch sides so that I'm not um, catering to that one side all the time and evening things out in my muscles. Cause I have atrophy a little bit in my spine because of that. Um, like I said, I try to sit down when I can with him try to be mm -hmm. careful of how I lift so that I'm bracing it in my core and not my back. Um, just be more mindful of that to, throughout the day to day. And um, like I said, I'm really, really aware of my own body. Um, I've kind of self-diagnosed myself a lot of things before doctors would listen to me and mm -hmm. then got proven that I was right by the doctors. So I think yeah. just being very in tune with my own body and learning a lot. I do a lot of research. I like to be active and I want to continue that healthy lifestyle as long as I can. And I'm not going to let my mind's on disability, but I'm not gonna let my injury stop me from living. I'm like, I'm only 28. So I, and I have three boys already. And like, I want to live a healthy, strong lifestyle as long as I can for them. I'm going to do my best to avoid, have to avoid back surgery, anything else. Um, we don't even know what causes this for me. So I can't do that. I can't backtrack. It is what it is, but um, I'm just going to do my best to keep myself healthy to prevent it from getting worse. And then, um, like I said, listen to my body when I need to, when I need to take breaks. Mm -hmm. Like I said, if I feel like something's acting up, I, I sit down, you know, I take breaks when I need to, when my legs like done and my husband's at home. Yeah. I sit on the couch and cause I know I need to let it calm down. There's inflammation and that's what causes mm -hmm. the nerve stuff. So, um, like I said, I think listening to your body, but also not, I don't use mine as a crutch but mine's also not super serious yet. So I'm trying to prevent it from getting to that, if that makes sense. Um, and I know everybody's situation is different and some are way more severe than mine, but um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. And one of the things that, that you touched on at the beginning when you're talking about how your boys like the, the physical touch, because so does my mm -hmm. daughter, she's nine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. she also likes to play dolls on the floor. And mm -hmm. so I, I, I modify what we do. So, modify, you know, sometimes, sometimes I, you know, I can't get on the floor and play with her. So we might play on the bed. I might yeah. even have to lie down while we're playing Barbie dolls. Right. And she, she's gotten, and she doesn't care. She's gotten so used yeah. to it. All she, all she wants is me to play with her, to have yeah. that time, that attention, yes. that, that love. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. I, and then when I start to hurt, you know, my hips hurt or my back's hurting too bad. I'm like, baby, you know, I got to stop in a minute or I got to switch positions or I have to lie down or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. so she, she's, she's really good about that. Um, so I have my own opinion of this, but I want to hear yours. Um, how often do you think we should be engaging in some type of self-care? 
Every day. That's what I think. Every too. day. Yeah. Every day. And wait, but define self-care. Like, are you saying like taking a shower? Are we saying like doing something that we want to do but isn't like basic hygiene? If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, or both. Past ba- past basic hygiene. Just so- something that yeah. brings you joy. Just yeah. Just no. Yeah. My answer is still a few the same. minutes. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree because I yep. feel like if we're if we're not doing it now, we're you know we're underwater, right? And if we wait to take care of ourselves, if we wait to take that breath till we're just, we can't take it anymore. We're about to completely die. Mm-hmm. We're coming mm-hmm. up for air. We're, we're gasping and we're going back down. We're still in survival mode. We're not calm. Yeah. We're not relaxed. So yeah, we need to be doing it, you know, hopefully on a daily basis. There, there's going to be some days where it just isn't going to happen, but it definitely right. needs to be p- part of our routine and part of our daily habits. Yes, I agree. So I know you've noticed this because it's a big issue these days, especially with social media and with TV. There's a lot of mom comparison. I totally do it. You know, I think, oh my gosh, she's just doing this mom thing way better than I can. Oh, how can she possibly, you know, make cookies and do all these other things? Why do you think there's so much comparison among moms? Um, I think one of it's part of it's insecurity. I mean, that's with when you compare yourself to anybody else, it's you don't mm. feel good about something in your life. You know, like we compare people that have more money than us. You know, I want what they have because I don't like where I'm at. We compare people, we like their body better because you don't like your own, you know. Mm. We compare, we think their motherhood is perfect and they never yell their kids because we hate the way we're parenting our children and the way we act towards our kids. You know, so really it's just a self-reflection of basically kind of the opposite of what we get, which sounds can be really like a harsh truth but I mean why else would we compare I guess that's one reason I'm not saying that's all the time but yeah else I guess would we compare if like we were confident where we were or content not kid mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like if we were satisfied with things we would have no need to compare but I think we sh- I think it's good to learn from others both good and bad mm-hmm. I think it is to watch good to watch others um, want to learn from in the sense of like being inspirations. Like I said, the people a couple of steps ahead of you, not like 20 steps. It can be mm-hmm. great to have goals to get there and it's possible to get there, but you need to follow and watch some people below that, you know, a little bit closer mm-hmm. to you because that's more attainable. You know, um, you'll feel a lot less insecure where, where you are. I feel a lot less sad or negative or depressed about where you are. If you're following mm-hmm. someone just a few steps, even just one step ahead of you, you know, cause you're like, that doesn't seem so far away f- from where I'm at. I actually might can do that. Maybe they can help. Right. Me. Versus looking at someone 20 steps ahead and be like, man, I wish I had their life. Mm-hmm. You know, like then you're almost resenting them and they didn't do yeah. it. You know? And you don't know where they're they're. I guarantee you they have at least one category that they also feel the same way. And they're looking mm-hmm. at someone like, for example, I follow some people that are doing quite well financially, but they're struggling with infertility. I have three boys that were surprises. So yeah, they're, <laughs> they have way more money than I have, but I also know they're struggling in another area that I'm not, you know? So it's right. like, like I said, it's, um, you can apply it to anything. It's not just motherhood, but yes, as moms also, we, um, a lot of us being, if you're a stay-at-home mom, we have time quote unquote to see all this stuff you know we're not as like we're not as in the world you know Mm -hmm. if you're not out there working or doing whatever 
being in school, whatever. If you're stuck at home all day and you're on your phone a lot, like you're, you're absorbing it a lot more often. So it's easier, I feel like, and quicker to fall into that trap when it's like all you see, if, especially if you're not interacting with people physically in your world. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a circle or a community, then everything you're seeing is online and most of it's people you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, those are all, all great points. I think the insecurity is definitely why I compare myself to other moms. Cause I'm like, well, why can't I do as many things as they can do, you know, even though I've got my own physical challenges. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, your second point, you know, we definitely need to be careful of the stories we tell ourselves about other people and other people's lives. Because from what I hear, you know, some of these perfect Instagram family pictures there was a lot of screaming and crying and, <laughs> you know, just to get this one, you know, perfect picture. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. a, hap- a happy day. Like they, they want it to look like. So know, we just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. So what do you think being a successful mom actually looks like? Um, like how do we know when we're doing it well? I would say when your kids are, physically healthy um they feel safe and loved and then when you are also physically healthy and emotionally healthy as well because it's got to be both like if you're not healthy both in both categories it doesn't it doesn't have to mean like you know you've got a rocking body I mean like healthy on the inside you know and emotionally too um if you aren't taking care of you as a whole that really affects your whole family especially your kids and if you're if you're not taking care of your children well obviously that's your job you know like so if they're not healthy overall too if they're not in a safe and loved environment and if they're not their physical health's not being cared for and that's also obviously detrimental as well so if all those things are then I feel like yeah it you don't need to get into focus on the like the stuff that doesn't really matter I mean like they're good things but don't hone in on the oh I don't make crafts with my kids I must be a bad mom or I don't do Mm -hmm. you know like those kind of things it's like okay are your kids healthy safe and loved that's what matters and are you healthy and safe and love you know you're loving yourself you know what I'm saying you've got all that then you're doing all you need to do I think that's perfectly said and absolutely spot on (laughs) thank you (laughs) I didn't think about this I'm just viewing this out. <laughs> no, that's great. So where can we get more information about you and about what you do? Um, I have, I started out blogging. So that's on purposeintended.com, all about my motherhood journey and everything. And then, um, then I branched out into coaching. So my coaching page is on there um, where I coach moms on basically the challenges they face in motherhood. Most of the time it's within the first few years of motherhood because that's what I'm familiar with. I had three kids in four years. My oldest is five now. So I'm very much still in those throes of toddlerhood mm-hmm. and everything. And babies is not that far away from my memory. Yeah. Um, and I dealt with like the postpartum depression, anxiety terribly, and just had a very rough transition in motherhood. So I relate and resonate with moms in that season. And I help them with basically any of their kid questions that they have. Um, like I said, it's all very fresh for me. And yeah. I've got I'm confident in all these decisions now and parenting and how to care for my kids. I know what to do. Um, my kids are on a good sleep routine and feeding schedule and all that. Like they're thriving. Um, and then also helping the mom with taking care of herself, like I've mm-hmm. said before. So like 
that looks different for everybody, but we all need to do it. It's very important. Um, not just your physical body, your mental and emotional state as well. And then finding time to do the things you love. Cause like I said, you've got to live your life and your kids are watching you. You're a model for them. Like, what do you want to teach them? What a mom looks like, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So I'm on, um, Instagram at purpose intended as well. TikTok. I'm still playing around with, you can follow me there, but I just post every now and then. Um, and then I'm on Facebook at Jenna Hodge. So. Okay. Awesome. Um, and you can find me at at and at at on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'd also love to hear from you via email at 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 gmail.com. Hope everybody has a blessed day.